Prediction, no production podcast. I'm Jared Floyd. I'm Walker Snowden. And uh, this is the first non-pilot pack episode. That's right. The first one not of the intros. All right. So hopefully you've enjoyed the pilot pack so far. If you haven't uh, taken part of the pilot pack, well, they're they're there. That's right. All five of them. Yeah. I mean, ready to go. So if, if you want to, you can listen. <laughs> if not whatever um talking about forecast confidence Mm. uh today it's something that a lot of folks probably they're like what are you talking about but as a meteorologist of course for those that are just joining us for the first time we're a broadcast meteorologist out of uh, the arklamis northeastern louisiana southern arkansas western mississippi and um and we we talk about you know forecast confidence frequently but Mm. our listeners don't necessarily know what that means and so just briefly we work the same shift we work evenings together and so in terms of forecast confidence when we're building a forecast we will see how each other feel off of it right things like that how what you feel you know more certain about about one aspect of the forecast and i'll do the same and you know we'll bounce stuff back and forth together but just confidence overall we can have a high confidence or a low confidence and and for folks that are that are still kind of fuzzy on it there are a lot of times where you will come up to us in in public and go hey jared <laughs> so is it going to rain on saturday and i go ah it's possible and we may have like a 60% chance of rain on saturday mm. and you go okay it's going to rain on saturday and we go oh don't Oh, don't hold us to it on that, please. Right. You know, because simply put, we just we don't have a whole lot of confidence in the forecast, mm. which means we don't really know if that's going to happen or not. Mm. And so there's so many different things that go into a rainfall forecast just in general. You go, you talk about totals. So you can have, say, all the Arklamas gets at least something, but everybody's under 0.05. Right. So it's like, oh, okay, it was a 100% chance of rain, but sure, it wasn't really impactful rain now, was it? Right, and and the other the other flip side of that is is you know there it could be bigger weather events. Sometimes you have a really high confidence on big weather events. Sometimes you have a very low confidence on 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 certain big weather events. So we have a hurricane moving through or a tropical system, big weather mm. weather weather event, uh, winter weather event, uh, severe storms. Yeah, there are a lot of times where we'll sit there and go. Okay, this is a high confidence forecast. Right. I, again, I go back to this one for a storm that had so much extreme in it in, in its scope. Hurricane Harvey was right. a very high confidence forecast. Mm. We knew it was going to move inland, stall, kind of spin around. We didn't know what it was going to do after it did its little dosey do on the upper Texas right. coast, but we knew it was going to stall and we knew it was going to cause problems and cause and you know bring up a decent amount of rain, a right. lot of rain, right? And so you have high confidence that it's going to do this. Right. You have very low confidence on where it's going to go after it, after mm. the fact. We have a very high confidence in in many instances when it comes to severe weather. I mean, excuse me, winter weather. We we have very high confidence that it's going to bring precipitation to the Arklamas. Right. 
we have very low confidence on what types of precipitation we will see. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's, I would say, one of the, the trickier parts of, of, of forecasting is conveying not necessarily what you're expecting in the forecast, but your confidence that that will actually happen. Right. I say that's pretty fair. That And something that I've noticed just from the difference between Northeast and South in terms of confidence and forecasting, here it's either we're going to get something or we're going to get nothing. Right. And it's up north, it's you're going to get something. It's just how much, a little or a lot. Right. And so therein lies sometimes when we convey messages to our viewers, we get stuck with, hey, this is the forecast, mm. but this is a very low confidence forecast. That's our way of saying this probably is going to change. And to be honest with you, it probably needs to change. And it means that not everybody's going to experience the same thing. So if I say one thing, well, that could be for a certain portion of the population and another portion will get this, another portion will get this. For instance, right? just what recently what we had, you know, some of us may be getting a little bit of snow on the back half of the system, light snow, non-sticking to the ground. Mm-hmm. Some people only getting rain the entire time and some people getting periods of freezing rain back in with regular rain. You know, it's, so it's very important for us to, to, to convey to the viewers, you know, we expect X, Y, Z, you know, but our forecast confidence is high, which and 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 consequently, you have to go to the other aspect of it is when your forecast confidence is really, really high. That means that you, you feel pretty good about the opportunity that, you mm. know, you're going to see said event. And and so there are a lot of times where we we do expect severe weather and it's a high forecast confidence right. because, you know, it's 85 degrees in early March. Mm. You know, if it's 85 in early March, you've got a big cold front coming in from the west. You're probably going to have severe right. weather. And there are some things in a forecast that scream to you, hey, this is likely going to happen. Or, you, hey, you can have a high confidence about this because of X, Y, and Z. But 99% of the time on a day-to-day forecast... It's going to be, you know, low confidence stuff most of the time because yeah. it's not, you're not going to have overwhelming ingredients of one thing or another. Hmm. It's going to be pretty average, normal stuff. So the atmosphere does what it wants. Yeah. And, and so therein lies an aspect of the forecast. I really wish we could convey it to the viewers like, right. hey, forecast confidence is high. It is medium. Hmm. It is low. But there would be so many people that, A, they don't care whether you have a lot of confidence in your forecast. Mm-hmm. They just want to know whether it's going to rain or not. And if you're wrong, guess what? They're going to turn to the other TV right. channel, the other radio station, the other whatever. You know, they don't care if you're, mm. if you're right or wrong. And they care. Well, they do care if you're right or wrong. They, they don't care if you care whether you're right or wrong, I guess <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Right. Uh, and so they'll just move on to the next person. Hmm. Um, and so therein lies the, the competition and, and the enterprise that is weather forecasting. Your goal is to be more right than the other person. And, and so people trust you and, and, and want to turn to you. And sometimes confidence forecasting, it focuses on one specific aspect of the forecast, whether it be rain, whether it be the mm-hmm. overnight low temperature, maybe it be only the daytime temperature the next day. Maybe it's the amount of rain total that you'll see from a specific system. There's always that you know specific thing that may give you more of a headache than something else or be necessarily more low or high confidence. And I think a lot of viewers and slash listeners will, will genuinely appreciate if you sit and tell them, 
this is a very low confidence forecast. You may not say it that way. You may just look at them and, and, and look straight into a camera on a, on, on a TV weather forecast and go, I don't know what's going to happen. Mm. Like, this is the forecast, but it's prone to change and it's prone to some, some big, you know, movements one way or the other. And I think some people will appreciate that. And again, some people won't. But some do. And I, I actually, you know, good timing, I guess. Earlier today at the gym, guy that does construction, he's like, hey, you're the younger meteorologist, aren't you? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I'm a construction worker. And so we- I'm old now. <laughs> I'm the younger one. So they're like, oh, you are also on the evening. Okay. They have to denote between us somehow. We look the same. You can't say like the short one because we're we both tall. We don't look the same. I don't know. I think we look We don't similar. look the same. I am extremely much <laughs> better looking than you are. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. Well, yes. well, I don't have, well, you have a beard now, so, you know, at least we can denote differences in facial hair. But when I have my short hair, the color's kind of similar. All right. Similar, I, I get like, where you're structure. Going. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. I am older. <laughs> I was denoted as the younger one. Okay, fair enough. Go on. And he said that, you know, you do such a great job, but he's like, your team specifically, you explain why something happens or is likely not going to happen. You give the explain why. You not you don't just say what's going to happen or what you think's going to happen. You give the why behind it. So that and I'm not trying to pump our own brakes here. You know what no, I mean? No, yeah, it, it, but but I think it's fair also to to tell the viewers if something's not going to happen, this is why it's not going to happen because right. it shows that you understand what you're talking about. Hmm. But also acknowledging the fact that sometimes the forecast is just wrong. Yeah, that's true. And we talked about that a couple of episodes ago. Sometimes the forecast just bombs and it's because the data was wrong and and temperatures (laughs) were different or moisture was different, you know, whatever. It's I'm just trying to think of an appropriate analogy. You have the treasure map, say, for the overnight low. You have the treasure map and you are given the treasure map. And you're just following along. You find X marks the spot for the overnight low. You're like, oh, this has got to be it. But if the map is wrong. And then the map was all wrong. Yeah. And so like, oh, it told me to or, take a left at 300 paces when I was supposed to take a right at like 1,000. <laughs> yeah. The map said this side is up and it was yeah. actually the side, the, the side of the map. Right. That was the, and so we're just trying to part. maneuver the map. <laughs> yeah. That's the analogy. Yeah. And, and I think our computer models do a wonderful job on in, in many instances. And, and I think the data that we're given is, is doing a great job, but mm. it is a, um, it's an imperfect science mm-hmm. and, um, where, where two and two is not always four. And, and so sometimes you just have to work with what you're given. And it's a, it's a balance also between safety and, um, that's obviously how confident you are as well, because you don't want to be overly, cautious and then you know be the one that cried wolf but at the same time you know you don't want to be on either side of the extremes so so that said when when we say this is a low confidence forecast that means we're that's the very nice way of saying we know what we're doing but we have no clue what's going to happen and and Mm. that it is what it is it happens sometimes right it's it's similar to the game of clue like you have a list of suspects and, yeah. and tools and stuff. You just got to figure out who did what with what weapon. Right. That's really what it is. You know, Colonel Mustard doesn't <laughs> always, you right. know. He's going to use a different weapon sometimes. Sometimes he uses the candlestick. Right. In the billiards room. Mm-hmm. Who even has a billiards room? Right. Now like, that you mention it. Nobody's like, oh, let's go 
to the billiards room. A fun game, though, if you haven't played it. I'm sure there's someone listening that hasn't played Clue. It's a board game. It's a complicated fun. game. It's it's fun. It's better with a big group of people, too. Okay. Like, four plus. And you know what? I'm going to completely pivot on what our no production All topic right. is. And we'll talk about that right after this. This is the All Prediction, No Production podcast. Stick around. A reminder that all episodes of the All Prediction, No Production podcast can be found on Arklamis Weather Extra. There you can also find the latest in agricultural news, today's forecast, web exclusives, learn a little bit more with Weather 101, check out the camera network, also submit your pet for FurCast. All of that on myarklamis.com extra. And also don't forget to download the KTVE KARD weather app. That's available on iTunes and Google Play. Segment two of the All Prediction No Production podcast, the No Production part, where we talk about something somewhat non-weather related. This one's very non-weather related. Yeah, very. We just finished talking about um, Clue and how sometimes the weather forecast feels like Clue, mm. where you you know the suspects, you know the 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 weapons, you know the rooms, but you sometimes can't put it all right. together. So that said. If if you were stuck with three board games for the rest of your life, mm. where would you go? Like what? Right. Would, like if, if me and you were stuck with three board games, right? You know, it's a it's a tough call for number one. Are you a Monopoly guy? But number one, it's got to be Monopoly. Okay, number one, it has Sweet. to be. It has to be. Man, I'm glad we're. It's such a dynamic we game. Get it. It's such a dynamic game. It'll ruin friendships. Oh, it's cutthroat. It'll ruin families, man. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They will ruin families. God, I mean, if you knew how many, my mom will. will she, I will not trade. I, <laughs> you can't finish the game if you don't trade. Right. I, I think every Monopoly game I've ever been a part of, we trade at least fifty times within the game. Oh man, I'm trading right at right off the rip. I'm like, wait a minute. Right. You got Baltic. I will trade you Baltic for. 50 bucks. I just bought it for 120. I'll give you 50. <laughs> you will get $50 back and you will have only paid 70 for nothing. See, I'm like, ah, oh, I, I need that railroad. I'll give you this pink for that railroad. Right? Yeah. I was like, you don't need that one railroad. I already got two. Give me that railroad. I'll and they're like, pink. no, no. I don't. And, you're, and the next thing you know, you have all four railroads. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then now what? You land on it. What is it? Like however much money. Can I be honest with you? I, I will give away boardwalk and park place. You know. So fast. If I don't know. You you give me any other pieces on the board. If you give if you give me a good offer, I will offload Park Place. It 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 is the it is the the Pedro Martinez. I don't know, of, man. I will offload I, I like it. it. It's it's the one property or that, one of you that could financially cripple. That no matter who the you other are, where you are in the game. It's hurting your pocketbook if you land on there and they have hotels or whatever it is. But if you turn around and hit, if you can survive it, if you can survive, you've got 200 right around the corner when you hit go. Yeah, but then again, right around, go around what if, again, what if you it's, don't it's so much money. It. What if you don't make it? The proportional, proportionally mm-hmm. speaking, no matter what, you know, because there's so many different types of Monopoly games. Oh my God. Uh, we like have currency. The, we, have the, we have the debit card one. Oh, dude, I do. Dude, that, I it, love the debit off, card one. First off, it's so one. much faster. Yeah. 
Uh, secondly, it's so much faster. <laughs> and thirdly, it's so much yeah, faster. It has a, for those that don't know the credit card monopoly, it has this little computer yep. that you put the card into almost like when you're at the gas station putting in your pin number. Right. You just type in the amounts and it, it makes a fun little like sound. I think oh, yeah. it makes a fun little sound whenever it like takes and adds away money. I don't know. Just thought I'd add that. Yeah, it's um, it, it's one of my favorites. Uh, so we both established that Monopoly is all right. All right, my number two. Monopoly's a thing. My that so uh, would you put that at both of our number ones? I wouldn't know if I, I don't know if I'd put it at number one, wow, but I, I okay. would say as far as replayability, mm. it is it is probably it's in your top three. One. Yeah, I, I it's definitely in my top three. Okay, all right. If you can't put it at a specific number, just in your top three. All right, another one that's in. Uh, what if I put it at number six? It oh. can't be in my top three. Oh, I thought you said that it was in your top three. It is. Oh, okay. I'm just saying hypothetically. You you say, well, if you can't put a number on it, or uh, like one, two, or three. Like if you can't put one, two. Okay, or three. it's in my top three. Okay, all right. What where, where do you move for? Do card games include? Are, are card games included in this? Because hmm. Uno. No, I think I think that's a whole different ball game. I think there's so many different types wow. of card games. Okay, all so right. So I think so, we'll stick to board so games. So board only. game, where do you go from here? Is Clue in there? No, I'll, I'll give you another one. Me. Candyland. Candy. See, Land. here's what I appreciate about Candyland. It's not in my top three. It's not right. in my top three. But here's what I appreciate about it: is anybody can exactly. play it. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's that. Like you can play with your three-year-old niece. She can yep. play Candyland. And Nana, Papa, Grandmama, Granddaddy, whoever can also join in and play Candyland too. Let me tell you, you you say Nana, Papa. Yeah. My my grandparents-in-law. Yeah. Grandparent-in-laws, grand, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, they are hardcore, cutthroat. Play oh. Play like left, right, center, and they play like gut, all these card games. Oh, wow. They will... They will make you feel so inferior on so many levels. You you get a bunch of South Louisiana, you know. Get my get my my fam, my in laws involved. They will make you feel like you are the worst video game, not video game, board gamer <laughs> slash yeah. card gamer ever in the history of mankind. I've come across across a couple of dif- those different types of families that are just like super cutthroat. Oh my gosh. My family, I wouldn't. I would say that we are individually, but as a family unit, maybe not. Are you a Domino's guy? We play Chicken Foot. Okay, for, if you're familiar. So we play Mexican Train. Okay. We 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 like we have Mexican Train in there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what. Oh, I know what Chicken Foot. We've played it before. Mm. We don't play it very often. My uh, great grandmother, huge fan. So like my mom's side of the family all know how to play Chicken Foot. Okay. All of us. Are, and y'all are are y'all an Uno family? Um, oh yeah, big time. Okay, big hardcore. Time. Okay, cool. Um, we are definitely a poker family in any way, like five card draw. Like yeah, just Texas normal. Hold'em. We'll play Texas Hold'em. We are like, huge Texas Hold'em. Yeah, we'll my uh, dad's side of the family. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, like generation. Have you played like poker dice or, or mm-hmm. anything like that? Those like those that. are fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, we just spiraled off from board games. Uh, board game wise, we we were always a game of life family. Okay, um, like Scrabble, we always were. Okay, were Scrabble. I mean, like yeah, I played it. It's been fun. You know, what I about mean, Battleship? I we hardcore Battleship family. I have a good memory of. I was in one of my older houses, so I was in elementary school and younger than third grade. 
it was a hurricane because I live in Florida, so yep. we were, power was out, and I remember sure. playing Electronic Battleship. And so, like, that was, See, like, a good, deep memory. Okay. Mixed with weather, too. So. All right. Electronic Battleship is, like, a completely different level. That's okay. way more fun. Yeah. Um, we always had regular Battleship. And then my best friend who lived um, across this, or, like, behind us, he, he had Electronic Battleship. Mm. And that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty um, fun stuff. Uh, I'm trying to think of uh, other other ones that I'm like, yeah, these are these are these are definite winners. Um, yeah, I'm not sure to be honest, off the top of my head, I can't remember any. No, I mean like or like super mainstream ones. No, well, I mean we there's Yahtzee. We were a big Yahtzee family, but we did the handheld Yahtzee, yeah. like handheld Yahtzee that like you played on the the little little digitized thing mm. and then you would like pass it around on the family road trip mm. that was that was our thing this one's a good one for you what is what does jenga fall under then we have jenga um connect four is kind of the same ah, way yeah. don't spill the beans though. don't break the ice or spill the beans don't yeah. break the ice um those those are big solid ones in my family um oh here's a, here's one that that my son just got a couple of years ago and, and my wife just so excited to get mousetrap finally mm-hmm. in the oh, family. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Play mousetrap. Can I tell you a little secret about yeah. mousetrap? Don't construct the entire game <laughs> because the whole game is constructing the trap. Right. My wife puts the entire game together and was like, all right, I got the game put together. And she reads the instructions and it was like, don't in don't construct the <laughs> trap, and so we were like, okay, we have to take the whole thing down. You That's know? pretty incredible. Oh yeah, it was. It was. It was I haven't played times. in a while, to be honest. That is. I might have as, to get a tutorial as a as a parent mm. that's ready for a board game to, and I have to say it really quietly because my son is in the other room. Mm-hmm. For a parent that's ready for a board game to just <laughs> die. A slow, painful death. Oh boy! Mousetrap is is the game. We got a beef with Mousetrap. I hate that game. That's I'll play Scrabble. I'll play Scrabble all day long. I will put you to sleep on Scrabble. Mm. I will throw out word. We're meteorologists. I can throw out a word like crepuscular. Right. You know. Words with friends. Still qualifies. Yeah. Do you do the um? What is it? Wordle. Mm-mm. I haven't seen it. Haven't? I've seen it trending over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. You, you don't do it. Mm-mm. Have you? I have not. Yeah, I have no interest. Uh, I've helped some some guys at work that have like you know been out there. I don't know what mm. to do here, and I'll help them out. They don't all sound like that. One sounds like that. Mm. Brian. I'm not. Okay. I'm not a big fan of jumping on that. Like the big trains of everybody doing everything it was always always all about some word with friends words words with friends mm. or word with friends one word you know whatever you might um, lose yeah yeah if you only got one word you are you are you might lose. creek man um no I, other than that we we were we were a pretty strict like we were game of life yahtzee um we we didn't really dabble into anything else other than that as as and I think that pretty much encapsulates the majority of, you know, games, I guess, just handheld games in general, non-electronic yeah. for the most part. Yeah, I mean, we, we, I don't know, we, there were a couple of times where you'd hit a fad, like we had old school, like we had a family feud game Okay. that, and this was, when I say family feud game, this was, 
long time ago. Probably this game was probably made before you were born. Okay. And it's probably made before I was born. And and I wanted to play it so bad with my family, but they just didn't. They, like we couldn't get the whole family together to ever mm-hmm. play it. Um, we had like a football board game and a baseball board game. That's interesting. Yeah, they were. They were so technical and weird and boring. They were just they were they were kind of nerdy mathematical games at that point. There were so many games that I had to make for like school or something, and like a dumb project. Okay, and and finally, so so give us two so two more seconds and let's branch off into one more thing, um, like recreational games. Were you a pool guy, a ping pong guy? Were you? So my mom, my dad's mom. So my my nani is what I call her. Yep. She had a pool table at her house growing up, and it survived uh, Katrina because she lives in Pascagoula, so okay. um, Southern Mississippi. Mm-hmm, Southern Mississippi, and so we played pool growing up. We didn't have a ping pong table. I played ping pong whenever we had it available, but I we Dude. definitely foosball, foosball, foosball is a good all around foosball and air hockey. I feel like yeah. Well, I would say air hockey more than foosball, but those are two games that you don't have to be good at mm-hmm. to enjoy, right? And to be honest with you, ping pong's up there too. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, pools up there too. Like I enjoy pool. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm good at at billiards, pool, whatever. A friend of mine had their own foosball table in their garage. And we'd go after we, school and play at their house. It was awesome. So I'm so looking at my screened-in porch that I have at my house. Yeah. We had a screened-in porch when I grew up. And growing up, we all, we had a ping-pong table out there. And you want to talk about some intense ping-pong matches on a screened-in porch mm-hmm. where you don't have to worry about mosquitoes sneaking in. Man. Stuff like that. Right. We used to play sting-ping. Okay. Not familiar. You never heard about it? You, do you play ping 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 pong on a regular basis? Negative, but sting ping. I'm kind of trying to get a feel for what it might encapsulate. Okay, so you basically play to three. Yeah. Whoever gets to th- like, whoever loses has to pull their shirt over their head. Nice. And the person who wins yeah. gets to hit the ping pong ball as yeah, hard as they can. I so. They get one swipe, and if they hit you, then you're gonna have a big red whelp on your, yep, on your stomach, pretty or, soon. You know, somewhere on your person. Oh, and if they miss, then you lucked out and you don't lose next time. You know, I thought that I didn't have to ask what sting ping was, but you know, I'm glad I did because so, that's exactly what I thought it was. Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> what it is. So, um, it, it's one of those when you lose, you really lose. <laughs> And when you win, you sometimes really win. Yeah, but sometimes I, I would, you also lose. Yeah. I, I don't know. I can see myself in that same situation really winning and then also really losing because I do it to my brother and then he'd go tell my mom and then I get in trouble. So I really win and then really lose. See, I was my brother got my brother got in my head playing ping pong. Really? Like he was two years older than I was. That's and how so, I am with my brother. I'm so he older. he would get in your skull. And so mm. if you played to twenty one, yeah, he'd get up to like he'd get up like thirteen to four. Like, about pull-away time where he was about to just run away with the game and just embarrass you. Mm. And that's when he started kind of creeping into your head and started saying stuff. And so you started you started pressing. And the next thing you know, it was like 17 to 6. And so now you've got to turn, mm. around, turn it around miraculously. And, and you knew you were done. And, and, and that, was, that was the worst thing about... You were... Are you the oldest sibling? I am the oldest sibling. See, I'm a middle child. 
And my brother's and, a middle child. So. See, see, I, all right. So you tortured your brother like my brother tortured Not me. Not like that, though. I mean, if I was winning the game, I was either just winning and winning every single time, and it was just kind of like whatever, or that he was also good at the game, and I actually had to try. So like, yeah, I don't. I was never in that situation specifically. Oh man, my brother used to just own me, man. Like ping pong. He'd get it in your skull. Wiffle ball. We were big wiffle ball kids. Mm. Huge wiffle ball kids. Me and my brother and my best friend, Gene, who who lived like two houses down. And we would, like he was my roommate in college, grew up with him. Like best friend. It was like two on one. And he would always have like ghost runners and wiffle ball. Mm. Just own us, man. Like just, just made us look like. Like so, st- and, it, and would get in our head mm-hmm. and just like make you feel bad. About that it. was the worst part about it is he would play. And and the cool thing about it is, as an adult now, is I don't have to, like, I, I feel like I'm a better person because my brother tortured me so <laughs> much psychologically as a child. And by the way, his brother, his uh, birthday was three days ago. Yeah, I think so, I remember you mentioning that. Yeah, this is his last year in the 30s. Oh boy! Yeah, I can say that because I have a podcast and he doesn't. <laughs> Put him on blast. You yeah. can't retaliate. Boom. All right. Um, yeah. Anything else to add on that one? I think we're good. Sweet. All right. So Clue is not anywhere in our top anywhere. No, but still a solid game. Still a solid game. Yeah, I, I um I like you know kind of talking. A classic. It is a classic. I and like I said, for those if you take anything away from this podcast, just know. Don't construct the mousetrap before you actually play the game. Or We're, maybe just don't buy the game. That's that's <laughs> the bigger that's the bigger takeaway from this entire topic. All right, man. Uh, you got anything else to add on that? No, that's it. All right, cool. Catch you for the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the All Prediction No Production Podcast. Have a great day. All Prediction No Production. All Prediction No Production.